Hi everyone, before we let you get to the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our host for today is a little bit quiet in the recording and our guests are pretty loud, so don't turn up your volume a whole lot um, when Ash is introducing things because you might get your eardrums blasted by Sarah, Max, and Judy. Enjoy the episode! And we have Judy, Sarah, and Max today with us speaking about Greek life, and that's basically like fraternities and sororities, if I'm not wrong. Um, If the other hosts want to kind of give a little introduction about themselves, that would be great, and then we can start on the questions. Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, I just graduated from the University of Kansas, um, and I was very involved in Greek life. I was on the executive board of my sorority, um, and I currently now serve as an advisor um, for a sorority in Texas. So if you have any questions about um, sororities, the recruitment process, um, leadership, or anything like that, I'm more than happy to help. And um, yeah. Hi, I hope everybody can hear me. Um, my name is Max. I graduated from the University of Colorado Boulder in 2020. Um, I was a part of a professional fraternity um, where I served on the executive board, held of various positions. I was VP of finance. I was a social chair. Um, and, you know, we kind of, I went to different events across the country with, with the organization as well. Um, so I was definitely an, an active brother. Um, so it was a little bit different experience than a social fraternity, um, because it was a co-ed fraternity. People were still referred to as brothers, um, but it was, uh, a great experience. So if you have any questions about the difference between a social versus professional fraternity, um, or, you know, what that is, I'm happy to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Thank you for having me here. And hi everyone, my name's Judy. Um, I'm also a recent graduate. I graduated this past spring at the University of California in Davis. Um, and I was also part of a co-ed um, fraternity called Alpha Phi Omega, and it's also um, professional instead of social. And I also was on the executive board for three years, um, and I held like various positions like related to like um, like historian, like taking pictures. I worked on outreach and also as the VP of finance. And yeah, happy to answer any questions. All right, I'm going to dive into our first question, which is what frater sorority were you a part of and what makes it unique from others? Um, I was a member of Alpha Delta Pi, um, which is a social um, sorority. It's national it's technically international um we have some chapters like in canada and some other places um obviously i'm biased because i was a member of my chapter um but i think that one thing that my chapter is really known for um is academics and sisterhood um but the one thing that i think that's really important to realize is that chapters are different between um every campus and the expectations and just kind of the stereotypes um really do differ kind of depending where you are um in the country where you go to school um and honestly just campus to campus um so i think that's something just to consider is that it's not necessarily something that sets um any chapter apart because 
they really do differ um, everywhere, and it's kind of where you um, find that you fit best. I think Sarah said that that beautifully. Um, I was a member of Delta Sigma Pi um, at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, it was a fraternity specifically for business and economics students. Um, so there, there was a huge focus on, um, you know, networking. And so we had a lot of what they called dinner and learns. And so you had to attend a certain number of um, professional events um, throughout the year, which I thought were, were great opportunities to kind of network and meet people um, in industry and learn about the various career paths you could take. Um, what I really, and I don't know if this sets it apart, but what I really found I really liked about this experience, the professional fraternity, uh, was that we would often organize various social events, um, but there was also plenty of opportunities um, to network and engage in, you know, study groups and work together with peers and brothers um, on academic or, uh, yeah, ac academic pursuits as well. So um, it was a really nice blend of, of the two. Uh, we didn't have a house, but I didn't feel like uh, we needed one. We met at chapter meetings regularly, um, and I found that it was a really nice blend of social and academic um, uh, experiences. Uh, and so I guess what really set it apart was that it was specific to um, business and economic students. And I think they have plenty of uh, professional soror uh, fraternities that uh, would apply to various career paths. Um, so just as Sarah mentioned, you know, look for the one at your specific school that you are most inclined to join, whether it be social or professional, and kind of gauge you know, who the members are and what their values are. And there's plenty of uh, meet and greets or, you know, um, ways to, to meet people who are in the current fraternity or sorority before you make your decision. I do just want to explain really quickly that there's a lot of different types of Greek life on campus. And I know that can be kind of intimidating and confusing. But the biggest difference between what we're all talking about is that I was a part of what's kind of considered a social sorority. Um, and that's kind of the stereotype that you see in movies or hear about when people quote, go Greek in college. They're talking about the social frats and the social sororities. Um, there's also multicultural organizations and professional organizations that are other um, Greek councils. Um, so there is kind of a separation between um, sorority councils, fraternity councils, multicultural councils, and then professional organizations. And those are all just like a little bit different. Um, so if you have questions about the differentiation, we can also answer those. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, at my school, they have what's called like a rush week. Um, so like all of the Greek organizations, they'll have like tables lined up. Um, and then they'll have they'll provide like information about like each organization. So you're able to like walk up to like each table and like kind of learn about them first. Um, so the one that I was a part of was a co-ed professional fraternity called Alpha Phi Omega. And we're founded like on the principles of like leadership, friendship and service. And I think like what sets us apart um, from other fraternities is that we have a huge emphasis on like community service. And we try to help out, like, our community on a local um, 
state level and also like a national level. And so we kind of like do a lot of events like throughout the year. Um, one event that is, oh, sorry, motorcycle. Um, yeah, one event that is um, specific to our chapter. So the organization at my school is that we hold a event called like Dance for Kids every spring. And that's when we kind of like host a prom for um, students or like adults like with disabilities. And so we invite them to our school and we kind of just host this event for them by providing them with a dance session where they can go out on the dance floor. And also we provide them with a dinner. Awesome. Okay, since we're kind of on the topic of like rush what was your rush experience okay so i think that social sororities tend to have the biggest um what's called like rush or we call it recruitment week um every school is a little bit different stereotypically as you get more southern it gets a little bit more intense um and fancier you get into like letters of recommendation and legacies and all of these different kind of like jargon which um there's a lot of details to and i won't go into all of them but um basically in social sororities you kind of have what are called rounds and it's a mutual selection process so you go and visit every house on the first day you have 20 minute conversations and you kind of talk about like what interests you what the chapter is looking for and then you do a preference so you rank all of the sororities in order and the sororities basically rank all of the new potential new members is what they call them or pnms in their order um and there's this crazy system that nobody will ever really understand on the back end that matches who has interest in each other um if I'm going to be really honest, it's kind of a brutal process, formal recruitment is, just because you're going for 10 plus hours a day and it's very selective and um, it's just very competitive. Um, but you tend to be in groups of people. It's a really good time to meet friends. So even if you don't think that you would like end up in a sorority at the end of the week, it's a really good opportunity to get to know like other people if you're out of um, and at the end of the week, you all kind of preference who your favorite is. And then big day is like the stereotype that you see in movies and on Instagram and oh my gosh, like bid day's the best day ever. Um, and you run home and you find your sisters and it's the greatest thing. Um, social frats are similar but different. They tend to have a more laid back process, um, but it also is kind of mutual selection and sororities also do informal recruitment throughout the year. So if you don't want to go through the full week, um, you can kind of do what they call informal or continuous open recruitment and um, pick up a bid or an opportunity to join throughout the year. Um, and there are financial aid um, opportunities through a sorority. I can talk about that a little bit later. I'll let everyone else talk about their rush process. So I did go through the social uh, fraternity rush. Um, so I, you know, or for fraternity. So I can talk about that a little bit. Um, it really starts off, as Sarah kind of mentioned, where these, it's, you know, meeting a lot of the, the brothers and individuals in, or, in the organization, you know, seeing if you like them, whether or not they like you. And then, um, it, you know, I think the ones that I went to were typically some sort of barbecue where they'd have food and you'd kind of come over and hang out and uh, try and meet a lot of people. It is, it can be very daunting because there's oftentimes way more potential new members or PNMs than there are brothers. So you'll end up talking to somebody and you ask them if they're a brother and they're like, no, I'm just a PNM too. So 
there is a bit of a, a funny networking thing that kind of happens there. Um, but generally, you know, just be yourself and, uh, you know, relax and you'll, you'll, you'll meet people and, and often that you might have like a name tag or something on. And so, um, you know, if you make it through that round, you'll get like a call back and there, there might be some dinner and you'll get a real chance to meet and sit down with a lot of the brothers. And, um, you know, then you'd find out what would happen on that bid day. For the professional fraternity that I was a part of, um, what we did was we had a few, uh, you know, information sessions. So you'd have all the brothers um, at the uh, at the event, and you'd have potential new members come, and we'd kind of walk them through the rush press, rush process, what happens, and so uh, all this was very open. Um, you know, you could come, anybody could come to the information sessions and then we let them know, like, we're going to have this kind of networking event. And so you, uh, you know, have to have a resume and, and have like three photos because we wanted like talking points. So you'd kind of bring three photos of things that describe you. So you could kind of talk to people and we'd you know, take a look at your resume um, and, and see what, you know, just to gauge what kind of individual you were. And so based on that, uh, you know, those interactions, we try to meet as many people as possible and put into the system, like, I guess, you know, what we felt about that interaction and it, is this somebody we think we would do well in the organization. Um, and then from there, we would go and we would kind of uh, go through all the, uh, all the names and send out invites to one-on-one -on -one interviews. And then there would be a process where we, you know, take somebody out to coffee to, to really get to know them. And so there was kind of these, I guess, stages or filters so we could really meet the individual behind, uh, meet the person behind the name, behind the face. Um, and so after kind of all that, we then officially hand out, um, uh, I guess, bids in this case, um, or, or invitations to join the organization. Um, for my brush process, so we have events that are kind of broken up um, by the pillars of our organization. So we'll have a, an event like related to leadership. So that would either be a networking event or we might bring in a panel of alumni that have been part of this organization but have graduated so they can come and talk about their experience um, related to the fraternity, but as well as um, their life like after graduation. Um, and then we have like a fun like fellowship event um, on like on the same week. And then we'll have a community service based event. And these events kind of like vary depending on the semester and depending on who's planning them. But it's a good time for um, people to come out and get to like know our organization, get to know like the people there, um, see if there's like anyone you can connect with. Um, because for me, I think that was like a huge part um, of why like I chose this specific organization is because I was able to connect with people like at these events. Um, and then after you kind of like get to know like what this organization about and like get a feel of that, um, then you can kind of commit to it um, at the end of the week. And then I know like different sc schools like kind of do this differently. Um, but some of them will offer um, the bid that what we were talking about earlier. So it's basically like a more formal invitation to actually 
um, join and like become a member of the organization. Awesome. Okay. And then our next question is, what is some advice you wish you had, you, you wish you had gotten about the recruiting process? I think very, very stereotypically, we're always told um, to kind of go with an open mind and the quote that everyone's given is like trust the process um, but I think really taking that to heart is important because going in with an expectation and having your heart broken is really hard um, so I think like yes do your research ahead of time but also it's kind of like finding a college campus like your heart knows where you're meant to be and I know that's like hard to kind of grasp but you can make all the pros and cons you can look at their Instagrams you can, you know, talk to alums, but the truth is, like, chapters change year to year, and the community changes, and a lot of times when you go the actual people in the chapter, you get to know it a lot better. Um, so I think just, like, being willing to go in with an open mind and try new things is really important. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of a, a really great way to put it. Um, and I'm just looking kind of in the chat. Um, people are saying that there might be a little bit intimidated of joining, intimidated about joining Greek life. And, you know, Greek life might not be for, for everybody. Um, sometimes it's better to join different organizations and spe like specific clubs on campus um, that are really aligned with your interests. And I think that if you kind of think about Greek life in that sense, you know, sometimes social fraternities and sororities are a little bit more time intensive than a school, you know, club or a student organization, but it's really uh, the same things. You're kind of just organizing different events together. Um, and so I think if you kind of go into the experience of college of, with an open mind and just kind of see what calls to you, I think you're going to be very successful and just don't force something or try to be somebody because other people are doing something. Yeah, to add on uh, onto like having an open mind, um, I think it's also important to like put yourself out there um, because, you know, college, um, like an undergraduate, like that your undergraduate experience, um, it's a very like limited time, even though it's like four years that kind of like goes by like pretty fast. Um, personally, like I identify myself as like a super like introvert. Um, so something like I wish I would have done differently um, throughout like um, the rush experience and also like my time like within the fraternity was just kind of putting myself out there a little bit more by engaging in like more events and actually um coming out to um more events and becoming a, like a more active member um because sometimes i kind of like limit myself in attending some of the events because um i just feel a little bit scared to like talk to people but then once i kind of got used to that at the beginning and i I learned that like everyone's like really welcoming. Um, I was able to get more comfortable um, later on, but at the beginning it was like a little bit intimidating for me. Awesome. And then I'm gonna kind of combine these two questions. What are some pros and cons of being a part of the Greek life? <clears throat> I don't know if my did it just. 
I'm happy. I'm happy to start us off on this one. Um, the pros are you're surrounded by um, a great group of, of individuals and friends, hopefully, and there's always stuff going on, always events. So um, you know you always have people in your corner and um, you know social events to go to. Um, and you know they're they're a lot of fun to be a part of, and you get to just you know meet people and um you know it's it's a really great experience. The cons though are that it's very time consuming, you know, so you have a ton of events, some are social right you just you can go to them for fun some at least, especially in my experience where you had to to go to certain ex- things each week to fill out certain requirements and so you kind of have to block off times um and you know you also in some sense get get siloed right because you're spending so much time with with these people and hopefully these become your best friends and um you know there's a lot of uh, love there but with that said if you are looking for an experience where you want to be a like free spirit and go wherever you like you want um you know it, it could be a little bit tough because oftentimes you will be um you know around the same people and again everybody's experience is different like you can choose the engagement level um you'd like but i will say you get out what you put in so uh if you really want to have a you know for not fulfilling, but a really intimate experience and you want to serve on the executive board and you really want to be an active member of the community, it will be a, a big time, uh, you know, big in- engagement. But I did know people who it just wasn't a huge priority for them. They were happy, happy to be a part of the organization and do their own things on the side. So uh, it's really about a balance. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, Max really kind of hit the nail on the head. The truth is, like, I can talk anybody into or out of Greek life as much as you want me to because there are so many pros and cons and it's about whether it's right for you. Um, Personally, I agree with Max. I think that one of the biggest, like, cons really can be the time commitment I think a lot of people um, expect to join Greek life and all it is is like parties and hanging out with friends and are very um, kind of taken aback when that's not when it is Um, not what it is 100% of the time I mean the reality of it is like there are great expectations there are meeting expectations there are leadership and involvement expectations and it's not just about going and going to formal you have to keep up grades you have to show up to meetings there are fines if you don't participate the way you're supposed to and it really is a very high expectation of engagement that's part of why they're so selective um and i think that that's something to consider is whether or not you have the time there's a financial burden to it i mean you do get out of it what you put into it but if you don't think that you're truly going to involve yourself it may not be worth your financial input just because i mean it it isn't cheap. I'm just going to be honest. Um, so that's definitely some of the cons. Um, but at the same time, I think for me, I got a lot of pros that I just didn't even necessarily anticipate. The leadership opportunities are huge. Um, even as a freshman, I had leadership opportunities. Um, and I really built my resume with activities that were meaningful to me. And I think that sometimes it's really easy to get involved with um quote-unquote resume builders and not necessarily something that you have passion behind um but greek life really does have um diverse elements whether you have interest in academics or community service or social or planning or 
marketing. Um, you do have a realm of opportunities. And I also do think that um, getting to have a group of people that know you very well, very quickly, um, and I know it's cliche to say, but kind of accept you as you are, you do find a group of people um you'll always find somebody in your class you'll always find somebody to go um you know to coffee or to get dinner or to whatever my organization had a house so we lived in and we had um a private chef so having some cook for you josh is, <laughs> josh is a chef he's iconic like having somebody to cook your meals and have a home-cooked meal in college is not comparable also if you're out of state like having a group of people who are always there to invite you over to their house for you know a weekend or to go home on a break or just all of those things I think just can't be replicated in other values um so yeah I like I said I can talk you in or out of it all day I think it's what you um what you want out of your college experience yeah plus one to like um, the comments about um, opportunities like provided in Greek life. So my my organization is one of like the largest on campus. I think we have about at least like 60 or more like active members. And so there's definitely a lot of opportunities um, related like to leadership. Um, there's just positions like open for like a variety of different um, topics. Um, yeah, it's just all depending like on your interests. And also something else that, like, um, stands out is to have a supportive community. Um, and also you get a chance to meet, you know, potentially meet, like, lifelong friends. Um, the people that I've met at my organization, we eventually became, like, housemates. Um, so we got, like, an apartment, like, off campus. And I've been living, um, I lived with those group of people for the next, like, three years of my college um, life. And then... Um, definitely, we're still, like, keeping in touch um, post-grad, and um, we still, like, try to plan, like, hangouts, even though we're kind of living pretty far apart, because then we all come from different, like, cities and states as well. Um, and then the con, I would say, personally, I would say it, it's definitely, like, the cost. Um, I come from, a, like, a first-generation background, and I also have to um, kind of pay for for, like, my own, like, tuition and, like, my expenses, like, I'm responsible for that. So to also, like, cover the costs related to the fraternity, I got, like, a part-time job um, to be able to, like, cover all these expenses. I do want to add another pro financially is that while it is super expensive, some organizations do provide um, scholarships outside of, like, dues payments. So, um... It's obviously not going to like offset the value of dues, but there are member-specific scholarships that you can apply for, and that can go towards the cost of education that you may not have if you weren't part of the organization. Awesome. I'm going to ask this, I guess, shortish short question, which is, in less than three in less than three sentences, what is a frat or a sorority? This is really hard, but I feel like I would say um, Greek life is, are organizations of people who come together with similar values, um, and it's just a place to like make friends and um, share a college experience with people who you may not otherwise get to know.
Um, yeah, I think that was beautifully said. Uh, I think that it's a, a culmination of different people with different interests who um, get to enjoy being a part of something um, more generic than, let's say, a robotics club, right? Because it, the, the overall emphasis is not necessarily on one thing or another, but on the holistic um, development. I think of a, of a person, and um, so again, you know, there are tons of things that that you could do that might be more, way more aligned with your interests. And um, but at its core, I think it's a great way to meet people and just experience, you know, have a college experience with lots of different people. I do want to address a question um, verbally just because um, it's kind of a loaded question. Um, but I know that somebody had asked about the stereotypes with social sororities, and I think that that's really, really important to address. Um, I'm going to be really honest. There are absolutely still organizations that unfortunately um, do present as that stereotype, but I think that there are really important and valuable actions being taken to kind of work against that. Um, when you walk into a campus, I hate to say it, but you will see which chapters do hold that stereotype. You'll walk into a room and just notice that everybody um, looks or presents a certain way. Um, and it's really important that if that's not the values that you hold, that you take that into consideration when going through the process of recruitment. A lot of organizations have stepped up to now have diversity, equity, and inclusion chairs represented on um, their executive boards. Um, most... Um, national councils have statements about um, anti-discrimination policies um, that cover a wide variety of um, aspects of that. My chapter um, and a lot of chapters focus kind of on a values-based recruitment system, um, but the truth is it really is where you're comfortable. I can say that um, while my chapter is probably one of the more diverse chapters on campus, and unfortunately, there still lacked a lot of the diversity that should have been present, but they're taking a lot of steps to make sure that socioeconomically, racially, religiously, that there um, are opportunities for everyone, um, and that is a consideration that's talked about during the recruitment process that we do not, personally, my organization, and um, I can speak for some others, will not make judgments. Um, based off of appearance or based off of those standards and you can really tell when you go to chapters too some chapters will ask like oh um you know what do your parents do for a living and obviously those chapters are um approaching a different expectation than others um other chapters will ask like what are your interests what do you like to do for fun like what is your major why did you pick that and obviously they're reaching more to your values so a lot of times those do tend to be a little bit more diverse um and that is a national discussion being had that's also why you see a lot of the policies of legacies going away um legacies are um individuals who's mother, aunt, sister, grandma were part of the same organization. Um, and because a lot of times that um, can move away from opportunities and lack opportunities for other people, a lot of organizations have dropped those policies just to give everybody equal opportunity um, and to not prioritize um, one individual over another.
Judy, I don't know if you wanted to go about the three less than three sentences about what a sorority or frat is. Yeah, I can add on a little bit, um, just that it's an organization that can help, like, provide a community um, outside of, like, academics and and also help you, like, grow um, beyond school and just, like, grow as a person. Awesome. Oh, my God, there's so many questions. Um, I'm going to ask, I guess, one more or these two from the chat, and it was, could sororities and fraternities be intersex, or can non-binary individuals be a part of these Greek life clubs? Can you repeat the question? Yes. As, um, can sororities or fraternities have be like intersex, which means both genders are in the club, or can non-binary individuals join as well? I would say it, yes. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think Judy and I had a very similar experience, being that we were both in co-ed, um, you know, fraternities, and so there was no um discrimination it was no gender you could be um any there, there was no limitation on on the individual sexual preference or how they identified um you know as non-binary non-binary binary um i think that our organization actually felt it was really important that we had lots of representation and that we um, made sure we were known as an inclusive organization. Um, so the, uh, you know, photo that was in the chat of that sorority um, was nothing like the experience I had. But once again, that's a pretty big difference between the social and professional fraternities. My professional fraternity felt more like a student organization than the typical um, fraternity or sorority, sorority did, I think. Um, I can address this like from the flip side, obviously, because it's a little bit like different. Um, unfortunately, this is so kind of stereotypical. I know my um, chapters kind of um, take on um, like sexuality is if you identify as female, you are welcome to join the chapter. The reason that they do that um, is because we are a women empowerment organization. Um, so they're very careful about making sure that everyone who identifies as such is able to join, but they've kind of more or less expressed that it just doesn't um, make a lot of sense if you're not identifying as a woman to want to be part of women empowerment. Um, that being said, I do know that my chapter specifically on my organization did just make a really big change um, to make all of our pronouns generic. So we use they, them instead of she, her throughout our bylaws, um, which was a really, really big deal and a really important change for us. And we have had people who identify with um, non-female, like not female pronouns um, in the chapter. Um, however, if that's how you identify, I think that that's something that you um, should just consider that maybe a um, co-ed fraternity may be a better fit for you just because 
you may not identify with all of those same values of women empowerment. Um, but if that's something that you do find of interest, definitely look into it because a lot of organizations do give you that opportunity to join. Um, and I would really just look into chapter by chapter what their take of that is and how diverse they present because I want to make sure that everybody's in um, a place where they feel welcomed as well. And I think that's really important to think about when you're looking at organizations. Awesome. Okay. And this is another question from the chat. What is, oh, wait, sorry. Were you going to say something? Okay. Um, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was going to address hazing really quick yeah, because I know. Read the question, that's I know that's a massive thing. If you want to read the question, yes. go for it. Yes. What is your response to people who claim that sororities facil facilitate harmful and reckless behavior at things like parties? Yeah, so I'll address this because I think that it's mostly stereotypical of social um, sororities and fraternities. Um, a lot of campuses have very, 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 very intense anti-hazing policies. Um, I can tell you that the campus that I came from, when there were hazing allegations, the fraternities were immediately kicked off campus. Um, sorority allegations on my campus, I'm very fortunate that they were very rare. Um, but a lot of national organizations also have um, measures put in place that should there be a hazing allegation um, it's addressed very quickly they go through really deep investigation processes um, and when it makes national news it's because it was discovered and they were kicked off campus so um, I'm really honestly embarrassed that it does still happen um, but unfortunately it does I'm going to be honest it tends to happen more frequently with fraternities than sororities um, but when you join organizations you also go through anti-hazing training you get told where to report things you um, get you know informed of places where you can um, talk with people who have similar concerns. I know the campus I was part of had an organization um, that was called Care Sisters, which is made up of sorority women um, who are um, just anti-sexual assault and abuse prevention and stuff like that. And they are very good about training these individuals to make sure that they are in safe situations. Um, most campuses have been pretty good about getting on top of it, but I'm not going to lie, I don't want you to go into the um, unrealistic expectation it does still happen um, and obviously there are a lot of measures put in place to prevent it um, but it happens I've been in situations where it happens and there's a lot of concluding actions as well um, and punishable actions such as being put on probation um, not being able to recruit new members not being able to participate in events or um, being banned from um, participation, having additional training, education, all of that. So there are steps being taken. It's very, everyone is very, very aware of the situation and they're very cautious of how it's addressed. Um, but that's a very valid concern. I personally have never, never felt hazed. I always felt very comfortable and welcomed in my organization. And that was one of my biggest concerns going in. Um, but I think that it's about where you find um, the most comfortable place. And if you find the place that you love, they should respect you and not force you into things that you wouldn't be comfortable doing. Also, I'm going to kind of, I guess, gear this next question sort of towards Max because you're the only person that we have for the frat experience. But um, are there any like things in place or currently, I guess, maybe being worked on to have like equality be shown or increase the diversity in the frat life? 
well, again, I wasn't in a social fraternity, so it's it's like um, my organization was incredibly diverse. Um, so obviously, there was a huge emphasis on maintaining that and making sure that um, you know various groups felt welcome and appreciated and encouraged to be a part of the organization. But that was actually one of the strong suits and one of my uh, favorite parts about the organization was that there was such a diversity of of people. Um, and I think that's what made the organization so strong. Um, obviously, there are always efforts to do more. Um, and I think that that comes down to some of the uh, recruiting process, who comes in the door and who are you talking to. Um, and sometimes there's just so many people to talk to that it, it can be um, difficult to um, really have a handle on things. Um, but with that said, I know that there was an effort um, to make sure people who attended the events felt included and that uh, you know everyone was was given a fair shot regardless of of you know things beyond uh, the requirements which we had, which were mainly, you know, about grades and the uh, professional uh, merits that, a some, that somebody had, because that's what of the organization was on. So, other, you know, aside from that, it was open to anybody to apply as long as they were a business or economic student. Another question is, is it possible to, for y'all to like maybe give a range or numbers of how much it costs for you to be in Greek life? Sarah's getting her like documents of how much I'm it costs. I'm gonna find information from our recruitment last year. Give me one second, y'all. I can go real quick. Uh, it was, uh, it varied from semester to semester, but it was, anywhere from 150 to 172 dollars per semester um there were uh chapter dues included in that i think it was like 3450 was what went to the chapter um and so the rest of that like 150 100 um or the excuse me 120 140 or so dollars uh that was also paid that went to the um, actual local and student organization to, to you know, um, have food at events, to, you know, purchase things um, and organize a formal at the end of the year and uh, make sure we had enough funds to keep the organization running. Um, most of it was spent on, on food throughout the year, whether it be at these, like, um, uh, dinner and learns or um, at chapter meetings as a whole. Um, so... Again, it was because it, we didn't have a house, it wasn't a social fraternity or social sorority. Um, the expense expenditures were much, much lower than those of social and of social fraternities and sororities. Okay, yeah, going to be honest, uh, social sororities are a lot more expensive. It also depends whether or not you live in the chapter house or not. So a lot of times... <laughs> Um, like new member dues tend to range between like $900 up to like 
$3,000 depending on where you um, like join. Um, so I think my new member dues are probably around like $900-ish. Um, and it also depends on the school that you're at. So I would say probably you know, around $1,000 would be anticipated per year. And then if you live in, it typically is closer to like seven or $8,000. But you need to think about when you're counting those numbers that that is literally for your living expenses. So that's your rent, that's your food, that's your parking, that is where you live. Um, and a lot of times it actually does end up to be um, a lot more reasonable and um, price just like, like more reasonable to live in the chapter house because everything is under one roof so instead of paying like a thousand dollars a month for rent you're just paying the house or like house corporation seven thousand dollars for the year um so if you live in you will have um member fees and live-in fees um and those vary based on where you are at school and what chapter you're part of the price points for um, my co-head fraternity is pretty similar to Max's, um, given that we also didn't have a house either. Um, so it also like varies between each semester, but I would say the dues were approximately like sixty to seventy dollars, and that's only because we were the largest um, Greek organization on campus, and we have like a lot of members, so that kind of like helps us like offset the dues so that it doesn't cost as much. And also with seniority, um, the cost will also be less um, as you continue to be part of the organization. So starting off when I first joined, I think um, I paid around like sixty to seventy like per per semester, and then. Um, the following year, it's about, like, maybe 40 to 50 And then by the time I got to my senior year, it was, like, 30 to $40 per semester. If y'all know where you're going to college or, like, have specific questions about finances, a lot of this information is public through, like, the um, chapter websites or through the university websites. So I would really encourage you to go, like, literally Google. Um, Panhellenic is the name of the conference for... Um, sororities and the interfraternity council or fc is for social fraternities and mgc is multicultural um so you can literally google like university of kansas panhellenic and you'll be able to find a lot of this information in more detail for um what you're looking at all right and then the next question is did people treat you differently at all because of your affiliations so honestly yes and no um i think it's kind of how you present yourself and who you affiliate with there are definitely people who um will judge you based off of whether you go greek whether you're not in greek life whether you're in a certain sorority whether you know you associate with different people but I think that this is just very representative of who you surround yourself with and it's kind of the same idea as people judging your major or people judging um just like who you hang out with so um I think it's like a yes and also question where if you go out somewhere and somebody asks your organization and they give you a dirty look like 
are probably not the people you want to hang out with anyways. Um, so I think just, yeah, think about how you present yourself and who you surround yourself with because the stereotypes are real and also consider what you're joining um, and the stereotypes of the organization you're joining because if you don't associate with that stereotype um, in a negative way, just know that, that you do have those letters on your back no matter where you go um, and you're always representing that uh, chapter. Oh, Ash, can you repeat the question? Yes. Um, did people treat you differently because of, at all, well, okay, did people treat you differently at all because of your affiliations? I felt like I wasn't really treated differently. Um, I was still able to, like, navigate, like, around the campus, um, and no one, I, it wasn't, like, a time when anyone, like, said anything, like, negative to me, if I ever had, um, the letters worn, um, when I was, like, wearing the jacket, like, from the organization, um, however, I think, like, if people, like, didn't have a good understanding about, like, what your organization is about, maybe some people may, like, judge you, like, in the inside, but, like, it was never spoken out loud. I think it's more common to make judgments about like social sororities and fraternities just because the stereotypes are a lot um, more known than professional. I think professional tend to be a little bit more respected just from my personal experience and observation. Yeah, I don't think people really treated me differently. Um, I will say that I did have access to certain uh, opportunities as a result and you know when i would tell people oh i was in this fraternity you know and i held these leadership positions there you know maybe if i was in some sort of networking um uh you know opportunity that held some sort of weight um and you know interviewers were interested in that experience but uh at a social level um you know not really you know, again, you make really, um, really strong connections with other people in the organization. So, of course, they might treat you differently than somebody else. But, you know, that's just like a friendship kind of thing. Um, but on a whole um, note, what I will say, though, is that during the rush process, um, you will find people really kind of playing up to members of organizations or brothers of, you know, members brothers of organizations that they would like to join so there is a lot of um you know trying to, to play favorites in some sense really trying to suck up to to people um so i would say that you know especially during the rush process if you were a member sure you might experience some kind of like uh some sort of favoritism and people might be willing to do stuff, do nice stuff for you because you're an organization they want to be a part of. But for me, uh, no, that was not really something I experienced. 
I do just want to bounce really quickly off what Max said because I think it's really important that while you may get some like negative views of it while you're going like in college and whatnot, I think that he is really accurate um, about the idea that sometimes when you go to market yourself or to apply for a job, there is a lot of networking benefits to being in one of these organizations. I've had a lot of times where like I've gone to apply for a job and someone says, oh my gosh, like you're an 80 pi at KU, I was an 80 pi at Kansas State, let me tell you about our sisterhood. And it is a really good conversation starter that sometimes people um, don't reap the benefits of until later. Um, but I know our sorority kind of has a motto of like, it's not just four years, it's for life. So I definitely am still um, learning and growing through my sorority even after college. And while a lot of organizations kind of close off when you graduate, I think that Greek life is something that sets um, apart a little bit different just because of those benefits. Four minutes left so I'm gonna kind of close it off but thank you guys so much for coming and talking about it and if you guys are comfortable with sharing a way for them to contact you that and you can put it in the chat and yeah Judy and Max, if you want to drop your contact in the college chat text channel, you can. If you don't, that's fine, too. Um, yeah, thanks to all the participants. This is Alexis, by the way. <laughs> thanks to all the participants for asking a ton of questions. I mean, obviously, to our um, panel for speaking, we really appreciate the last-minute get-together. So... If you have more questions, Sarah did drop her um, email, or you can drop them in the chat, and she'll do her best. Um, Y'all email me anytime. Like, it's my favorite thing to talk about Greek life, so <laughs> if you just literally want to sit and ask all the questions in the world, I'm more than happy to chat about Greek life and sororities and um, just the recruitment experience. Yes, and they'll be in the college chat notes. But yes, thank you guys so much for coming, and the awesome panelists today. I think the questions and the answers were amazing.